Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. A happy Tuesday to you and yours. Appreciate you making On the Block a part of your day. I'm Austin Norman, joined as always by the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, the man who's going to be in the arena tonight, Mr. Eric Strickland, ahead of Nebraska and Purdue. Late tip-off. If you're going to the game, make sure you get there. Huskers are going to need help getting their premier win of the season, and we'll talk more about that as we go throughout the show. Big thanks to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul for uh, for sponsoring tonight's uh, the not tonight's game for sponsoring this afternoon's show. Um, we do on the text line uh, have two lower bowl tickets available tonight. Uh, Dean is giving two tickets away, so stay tuned. Next segment, we will give those two tickets away and make sure we get two more Husker fans in the building for the game against Purdue. Again, we'll talk more about that game coming up here in just a minute. But first, Rick, we turn our attention down south to Houston NRG Stadium, the site of last night's national championship game. You saw the Michigan Wolverines take down Washington 34-13. to Old Big can, Ten beats New Big Ten. Can I give a quick shout-out? Yeah, what you got? Shout-out to the two gentlemen because uh, Streaky might not be here right now. <laughs> like, you know, like still with us, still yeah, alive. Yeah, but. One of them was a listener. He, you know, he 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 knew who I was, and he was like, hey, "Man, I listen to you guys on the ticket." Man, shout out to all the listeners on the ticket. But shout out to him because to both of them because literally it was ice. And, and, you know, when you get on the side roads, you get on the main roads, it's fine. But you mm-hmm. get on the side roads, and it was literally ice underneath the snow. And so I kind of slid into a spot where I couldn't move and and kind of get into a back and forth. And, you know, I came from Florida, so I had a two-wheel drive. I didn't need a four-wheel or a four-front-wheel you know, drive. I didn't, yeah. I didn't need that. And so I'm, I'm literally stuck. And I'm trying to come here. I'm on my way here. And, boy, did they help me to get out. And I appreciate mm. them, man, for, for doing that. Shout-out to all those who have helped or been of help or is just a good Samaritan out there. Shout-out to all of you guys, first responders, everybody like that. I just want to give a quick shout-out. Uh, we, we throw out uh, shout out as well to Brad from Baldwin says, thank you guys. You make these 12 hour shifts of plowing, plowing city streets go by faster. Brad, you're a hero. You're a, hero, you're a savior. We appreciate you, the work that you've put in and plowing these city streets, helping uh, those of us who do still have to get out and go to work. Uh, you know, be able to get where we are as quickly as possible, as safely as possible. Were you fishtailing, Stricky? Were you yeah, just spinning? Man, it, just, oh, it was just spinning. Oh. And I was rocking and rolling and just couldn't get it going. I tried to get out myself and do a little rock and push. 
And then I thought you've about it. You've been in it. the gym, so we know you can push. Man, you I, thought, I thought about it, man. I had, had hot coffee. I should have just poured the hot coffee <laughs> under the tire. Maybe, maybe you know, heated up some of that ice or something. But it was pretty. It was it was, uh, it was was wild. Uh, Gretna, Gretna did a good job of the main streets. It's mm. just those little side streets is where it was uh, troublesome. Right. My neighborhood has just a couple bottlenecks. Like two ways in or out is all. So it's just, it's just enough of an incline. Uh-huh. Not a big hill, but just mm-hmm. enough of one that you want to keep kind of rolling forward so you don't have to try to spin. But then there's like four or five cars coming and you pulled over behind someone else. Not ideal. Not ideal. But again, big shout out to to people like Brad from Baldwin who who plow the city streets, who get us on on their way. Um, now, to Houston. Yes. T- talking of, of plowing streets, <laughs> Michigan's offensive line Ooh, rode greater last night, Stricky. Michigan did what Texas didn't do. They committed to the run early and often. And what did we say about that? We said Close yesterday, in the first quarter, they had add up. They're just going to keep. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep going and going and going. Didn't even really need JJ McCarthy, but go ahead, no. continue on. Thirty-eight carries, three hundred and three yards. Shh. That's eight yards a carry. Four touchdowns on the ground. Two from Corum. Two from Donovan Edwards. Those two guys combined twenty-seven carries, two hundred and thirty-eight yards. You mentioned JJ McCarthy. He kind of Tom Brady'd his way to this one, right? Ten of eighteen through the air for one hundred and forty yards. So a couple pretty explosive plays. But it was the run game, right? That was going to be what Washington had to stop. They didn't force fumbles, not turnovers, either you know interceptions or anything, no special teams gaffes like Michigan had against Alabama. Michigan dominated early. Washington cut it to one possession at halftime. We're like, okay, the dogs are hanging around. Do they have more late game heroics in it? Michigan just took the air out of the ball, took the air out of Washington. Like they did what they've done all year long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. They, they, they just methodically went up and down the field. They made the plays when they had big, um, oh gosh, um, my the name just just big play from the tight end, um, uh, Loveland, Loveland, Colson Loveland, mm-hmm. big play from Loveland that literally just opened the game up. I mean, mm-hmm. if he doesn't, if Loveland doesn't make that play, it's literally still kind of a back and forth. You just kind of don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just Washington couldn't get anything going. Mm. They really couldn't get anything going, and so it was it was it was troublesome because now. The running game was stagnant because there was a little bit of injury there. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get any push, any movement. So um, that was a difficulty for Washington. And then the accuracy of Penix, which had not been a problem mm-hmm. through the Pac-12 championship game, through the first semi game, mm-hmm. um, no problems against Texas. Made throws off the back foot. Stepping up into the pocket. Mm-hmm. Some way, somehow, he seemed to be rattled. It was a little... His time clock got sped up a little bit because, boy, they had a couple of busted coverages and a couple of misreads, like the interception that he threw. Mm-hmm. The one time you get Ordunze on a one-on-one on a dig route, he was wide open. Mm-hmm. You miss him there. You go to the literally the strength of where all the DBs were, and... And then on top of that, the other busted coverage or Dunze breaks wide. All you had to do was just literally lay it out there and you overthrow him. It was just unfortunate. He just didn't have the accuracy last night. Right. And part of that, I think, is he actually got hit, right? Texas didn't really hit him. Michigan yeah. did. I don't think Washington's offensive line was overrated, right? They overtook Michigan to win the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line this year. It's been really good all year. And Penix has been a master at avoiding sacks, even yeah. when there has been pressure Michigan's defensive line was just that good. 
right? They got after him. They hit him. Might have injured him at some point in there as yeah, well. When I mean, he, he looked pretty on, yeah. shaken up as well. But they limit- Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Big plays. The 44-yarder to Adonis oh, yeah. was the biggest play the, the Michigan allowed, where on the flip side, Michigan had plays of 59 59- 46, 41, 37. Off the run game. Odunze was the only player for Washington with a play over 20 yards. And we mentioned it was a big play offense for Washington. Michigan made those evaporate. Totally. And and then you got McCarthy that got his legs involved. Yeah. It it was a long third down play. Mm -hmm. And um, great read off of a cover two, a Tampa two defense, where Mm -hmm. the linebackers totally looked like they were going to blitz and they vacated out. And... It was a big run for them because that, that kind of kept the chains moving and it, and it mm-hmm. got them going. And and the running game was just uh, uh, was just phenomenal for them. Let's, let's take a look at Rob Dog on the uh, YouTube stream who says, Michigan won by run, running the ball, stopping the run, winning the line of scrimmage, and having a game manager of a quarterback. That's exactly what Rule is trying to do here. Very exciting times ahead. And I have to agree with him. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's trying to to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Rule is looking to do some of the same things. Um, a good balance, I think, in the receiver core. I think power running game is really what Rule wants to get to. Mm-hmm. But they talked about, uh, what was the coach that took over for uh, for Harbaugh? Do you remember his oh, name? Oh, Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore. Mm-hmm. They talked about Sharon Moore in, in the uh, broadcast. And they talked about how Sharon Moore brought back the power game and the intensity from the line that had just been decimated and been beat up and couldn't move the needle at all. And he he brought back that intensity, and that's what's made Michigan football Michigan football again, and it showed uh, against Washington that night. Right. They played a very Big Ten style of game, right? You look yeah. at the exotic you know, offense that Washington's running, airing it out with enough run game to match. Alabama's kind of modernized, right, dating back to 2015. And even Texas, right, two really good running backs, but a lot of it out of the shotgun. Michigan is such a pro-style offense, which is why I've said they're the blueprint for Nebraska, right? With the line play, with the run game, you look at what Nebraska has. Maybe Dante Dowdle steps up into that role. I don't think Nebraska has an Edwards or a Corum on the roster right now necessarily, but you build to that. You can create stud running backs with a great offensive line. And then you get Robinson and Huttmacher back on the defensive line, add another year for Cam yeah. Lenhart, some of the depth. You can definitely see the outline. I want to get back to that comparison here in just a sec, but let's go to the text line here. Uh, 3166 is GP in Gretna. Says, Strick, I'm glad you got to the station safely. I was glad I could help you. So GP, GP. heroes, 
That's hero. I, I wanted to get your name and just happened to forget at the time, man, because I was really trying to get down here. I got down here at about like 115-ish, just right before the cross. GP, shout out to you, man. Thank you once again, and thanks for being a great listener here on The Ticket. I appreciate you. Um, Professor Rick says two holding calls against number 73 on Washington put nails in the coffin. One negated a long completion. The other negated pass interference in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, Washington was only down strict by a touchdown entering the fourth quarter. It ends up a three-touchdown game. Washington made this game closer than I think the final score would indicate. But I think you give credit to Michigan for extending that lead, right? Yeah. Texas, yeah. you know, hung around with Washington, but kind of let the dogs off the hook a little bit. Michigan didn't. They no. played from ahead. They, they jumped out to a lead, which we said they had to do to play their style. And again, let's translate that back to Nebraska. Didn't always start fast this year, right? Matt Rule says you want to win the fourth quarters. But the easiest way to win a fourth quarter playing this style is to also win the first quarter and then to dominate the middle eight minutes, right? The four minutes going into and coming out of halftime, Michigan won the first quarter. They tried to trick off the middle eight with that late touchdown, but they matched the the Huskies with a field goal and then 14 nothing in the fourth quarter. I do think that's the formula. Oh yeah, there's no no doubt. I I think they've got to just um, continue, I think, line... And I think they've done a good job getting mm-hmm. bricks and, you know, retaining re- the retainment. Mm-hmm. I think of Ben Scott was huge as well, yes. because I don't know if a lot of people understand the significance. And, and we saw the significance of losses from centers, mm-hmm. Alabama being <laughs> one of them. Mm-hmm. He was going to Ohio State, by the way. Oh, he's going to transfer. to Ohio. Well, mm-hmm. shout out to him. You know, hopefully he'll, you know, when they play Nebraska, he'll throw a couple back there that <laughs> goes behind the quarterback. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're hoping straight up. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway. Um, just the retainment and the the continue the continuation of what Riola is doing mm-hmm. and hoping to develop and to also recruit and continue to bring it back in. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to see pipeline 2.0. Yes, that, you know mm-hmm. seriously, I just want to see pipeline 2.0. So let's go back to that as well from Rob Dog on the YouTube stream. He says um, and have a game manager at quarterback. It kind of feels like Nebraska's skipping the line, right? Think about Jim Harbaugh's quarterbacks. You go through Shea Patterson early on. You have Cade McNamara, right? J.J. McCarthy was a highly touted recruit, right? He's not some nobody. He has the talent, didn't always need to show it, but I think Nebraska maybe skipped the game manager step, right? Again, there's potential in Dylan Raiola. My guess is he's toned down a little bit as a freshman. I hope he's toned down and they let him grow into the role, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about Jim Harbaugh's NFL prospects, Strick. Do you think J.J. McCarthy leads for the NFL? He, he won a national championship, but to me, there's only really like two systems I could see him being consistently successful in. San Francisco, mm-hmm. who seems pretty set unless they want to you know, take him to back up Purdy. Seattle. Maybe Seattle or wherever Arthur Smith goes. I think Smith runs a pretty quarterback-friendly system. I think J.J. McCarthy has a lot of talent. We just haven't seen him put in a lot of those positions to make the throws that I think his arm is capable of. You're talking of. about the Atlanta coach? Yes. Okay. He's going to be an OC somewhere most likely okay. now. Mm-hmm. Here, the, the, what, I think what messed him up was ultimately the way you didn't use B. John Robinson and the way you didn't right. use Pitts. Mm-hmm. I think that's what killed you. I mean, mm-hmm. Pitts, Pitts is a super hybrid, and you got him blocking. Like, you didn't, you didn't use him effectively. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's what got him canned. But but anyway, I, I I agree with you. But that comes from the tradition of this style. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I, I look at Michigan. I think I I think if 
Harbaugh's smart. I think he's using it as, as a as a multi pronged approach mm-hmm. in that he's leveraging. He's leveraging. Mm-hmm. He's looking to leverage the opportunity for Michigan to step forward now that they won a mm-hmm. championship and give him the big, the super big contract, mm-hmm. which I think he would prefer. Right. But I think he may bounce because I think there's still some stuff to go. I, I think I there's still, well. still to happen with Michigan football that I think he may want to bounce. Right. Kind of getting nudged out the door by by more coming down the pipeline. Yeah. I agree. If you have any thoughts on the national championship, let us know. But if you've got any thoughts on Nebraska and Purdue, that's where we're going next. How do the Huskers take down the Boilermakers? Northwestern's done it the last couple of years. Can the Huskers take them down on their home court? We'll discuss that next.